0: I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer, and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. how are you doing? So it's Thursday, which can only mean one thing. We have a small business superstar episode. And today I have with me the very lovely Jen Boyles. Jen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. So we discovered that we're not very far from each other, which you might be surprised about given Jen's accent when she starts to talk. But yes, we, uh, we're we just a few hours away from each other, which is lovely to get to chat. So Jen, as I do always, can you start by telling my audience who you are and how you got to do the thing that you do today?
1: Hi, I'm Jen Boyles and I'm a graphic designer. I live in the northwest of England and um, my accent will confuse you because I was born and raised in Canada. Um, but I left in 2002 so I've been away for, for quite a while. Um, as I said, I'm a graphic designer, I'm a web designer and a branding expert. I work with holiday rental owners. I help them achieve more direct bookings. I create uh, websites for them with bespoke branding and I also help them with their marketing to drive the traffic from the online world on their websites to prompt them into making a booking.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so I was fascinated when I saw your application and I went through and obviously I was looking because one of the things that we're going to talk about and your marketing thing that really helped your business was the fact that you niched and then when I looked at where you niched into the you know this industry into the bookings and holiday lets and that and I thought what a crazy time to be doing this because like hospitality and all that sort of thing like that is is not great at this moment so when uh, and I've kind of jumped into the what was your one marketing thing which obviously I've messed up there and, and you know t- stole your thunder I apologize Jen um, but when did you niche? When did you decide that you wanted to niche?
1: Well, it's not like this year was hard enough already that I decided to to make it even harder on myself. But it was actually during uh, the first lockdown. So, okay. as I'm a graphic designer, I worked um, you know 20 plus years. Um, I've had a big career in publishing and magazines. Mm-hmm. I even worked for Vogue in um, wow. in London for um, as a freelancer for for many years and. Um, um, lately, I was art directing fashion shoots. Um, but when lockdown hit, I um, was looking around and I was like, "I've got these skills that allow me to work online, but I can't right now because you're directing a shoot. You have to be where the shoot is. You can't do that mm-hmm. online." And the other side of my life is owning um, holiday property. So um, we've owned different properties throughout the year, uh, the years, and I've just loved it. I've always loved. Um, hospitality my father is a retired general manager of a hotel so Mm -hmm. I grew up in hotels and um, owning properties I just thought it's what I love to do so I decided to put the two together and help other owners with all the things that I've learned through the years but also with the skills of being a designer.
0: I love that I love the fact that like you said you could no longer do the thing you would you were doing for good reasons although I do you know what that sort of job most people would look at and go, oh my God, how amazing. I can imagine it was wonderful, but stressful at times, like trying to coordinate all those people to all those right people to get that one shot, to get that. I once did a food shoot and it was amazing and interesting just like seeing how it's done. So obviously you had like a real food tech making real food and then bringing it out and then we'd faff with it for ages. And then the whole thing would just go in the bin. It was really disappointing, <laughs> but yeah, it was so interesting, so interesting. Anyway, I digress. Um, so I love the fact that you have this other passion and you then went, actually I have all these skills on this side and I could just flip it onto this thing because I don't know about you, and I'm interested to get your take on it, but would you say that most people who own properties for rental or for holiday lets or whatever, do you feel like they maybe give enough time and thought into marketing or, or do you feel like they just hope that if they buy it, make it look nice, people will just come?
1: Um, yeah, I think uh, both of those are actually true. I think there mm-hmm. are part of, you know, part of the people do buy it and think, okay, well, we'll make it look pretty and people will just show up the door yeah. um it's not quite true however there's also people that um, will advertise with airbnb booking.com those type we call them the otas in the business which is the online travel agents and they're great they get your um, your property out there to to millions you know every you know people are actually using the term airbnb instead of saying a holiday property Amazing. So, you know, they've done their marketing and they're great and mm-hmm. they have the guest forefront in their mind. However, they take running your business out of your hands. They also charge hefty commissions. And um, at the end of last, well, during the first lockdown, one of the things that happened was that a lot of bookings were cancelled without any discussion with the owners and how that was going to affect them and how they're going to run their business. The other thing was that, um, they've changed their commission structure. Mm-hmm. So the owners are going to have to pay a lot more. So this is, makes it really hard when you're owning a property and you're trying to run your business that you don't get a full say in how you want to do that. Yeah. So that's why I'm a great believer in direct bookings and how you do that is that you have your own website and you have to do your own marketing. And yes, it does take work. It's just like marketing any business. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of work to do that
0: yeah yeah and I think it's funny you know if I find somewhere I want to stay I always google the name of the place I want to stay in hope that they'll have their own site and I can have a look at their own site and then I will attempt to book direct in a lot of instances Um, especially for hotels because often they have more images and and various things and I can check and see that you know a bit more about them you'll also get the best price yeah. when you book direct
1: especially with hotels too they've woken up really fast you know it's we're basically going back how you booked your holidays before you know the internet sort of you know came around that's kind of what we're doing in a sense but yeah, yeah. you know you will get the best price you'll get the best service too if something happens you can talk to that the um the manager or the owner of the property and say look you know, mm. I need some help here. What's, can you move my dates? Can you do this? Can you do that? You mm. know, and there's a much, I think a higher level of um, customer service if you're just booking through a, a faceless website.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the, the act of actually niching and, and just going all in on that one niche. Was it something that, cause I don't have a niche, right? My niche is marketing. Like I know marketing and I, And I know I've been told a million times I should have a niche, but I love everyone I speak to. I love all the stuff. And I just think if I if I niched, I'd literally have to like maybe say to half my academy members, oh, you're not now in my niche. And I just would hate to do that. So I am quite happy, just hoping that people will come along and follow me and buy my stuff because it's me. But tell me about the process of niching and how you felt about it. Like, were there nerves? Did you feel like I'm going to throw every other option out? How was that when you first decided to do it?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I even struggle with it now. I still struggle with it because you do meet people and you think, oh, I could help them, I could do that. Because yeah. I'm a graphic designer. I can cool. I can fit all. You know, it's um it's almost like having um too many, um, too many general, being a generalist, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. You know, in the autumn I helped a friend of a friend with their dog um, training website, you know. Um, As a side, because I really wanted to help that person. Uh So, But the niching, what really allows me to do is to hone in on my ideal client and help them to the fullest that I can. So I can be an expert in that field so that when I'm talking about how to drive Uh your marketing, I'm not using broad um, general terms. I'm talking about their ideal guest and how to get, you know, them into making a booking. It's very specific. And I think that helps those who work with me in that field because they realize that I know what I'm talking about. Um, I've also got property of my own. So I bring those expertise as well. Mm -hmm. But I do struggle with it to this day. I still, I struggle with it. I think because you think, oh, I'm I'm alienating people. But in fact, Mm -hmm. you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're not. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm drawing people that I want to work with. And there's a huge range of people in that niche. Mm. You know, I can still sort of pick and choose the people that I really want
0: to help. And and you're right. One of the key things you said there, which I would highly recommend if people or one of the really strong reasons to niche is that you have got to talk to your customers in a way that your customers go, oh, you're talking to me like I've read stuff in the past where I'm literally like oh you're in my brain like you heard me say that two seconds ago so one of the ways we can do this is by understanding and knowing our customer and that's really difficult it's really difficult for me with a broad sense to try and attract someone who might have a uh, so I have people in the academy who have bricks and mortar you know actual shops with they sell things I have people who sell online courses I have people who do coaching I have people who are personal trainers I have people who make product you know I have a wide range which makes it really hard when I'm trying to create content and marketing to attract to just those right people because obviously how a bricks and mortar business would consider themselves and the things that they deal with might be very different from someone who is an online marketer or you know a social media person. So for you, what you were able to do with your niche was, like you said, when you get in it and understand it so strongly, that you're going to be able to go, this is what's going on in the industry, this is how you might feel, these are the challenges you've got, and your audience are going to be able to look at you and go, yes, you know who I am, yes, you know my problems, yes, you know what I'm struggling with, and that's always been something that You know, I've worked in marketing for like 16 years and I've worked in lots of different businesses, but there's always been an element of I've got to get to know who you are before I can then steer you in the right direction. Whereas you can, you're spending that time. And I love the fact as well that you've niched in an area that you are a customer of. So you are your own customer, which, you know, is wonderful to be like, do you experiment on yourself before you then give it out to other people or before you give suggestions
1: Definitely. Yeah, I've got years of doing this. And, you know, uh, our first property that we had, we had an apartment in the French Alps, in a ski village, which was, oh, yeah, it was, it was lovely. And um, we decided to try this whole Airbnb thing out. So we put it on one morning, and I was skiing that afternoon, and my phone started going crazy. And I had bookings coming in that afternoon. And I was like, hang on a second. You know, this is, we're talking a few years ago. I'm not sure this would happen mm. today. Well, it wouldn't happen today with the current situation. <laughs> no, but, no
0: one's going anywhere.
1: So, <laughs> no, the ski season, I think, didn't go so well. But um, we had bookings right away and we thought, okay, this is brilliant. Now, our next property was in another ski village. It was, um, but it was in an area that had, you know, it moved on a few years. Um, it had a lot of competition. The booking platforms like Airbnb and Booking.com were full. There was too much competition.
0: Yeah, and
1: We started getting um, calls from owners, or not from owners, sorry, from previous guests, from the previous owner. And that's when the penny dropped for us that we can make more money and have more of an impact by having direct bookings. So I've tried all these different things. And then I went into, okay, so how am I going to get more direct bookings? How can we make a name for ourselves so that we get a following? So that we don't have to rely on mm-hmm. another company to promote us. And um, we don't have to pay them the big commissions either. Yeah. So yes, definitely um, have have tried lots of different things and yeah. looking for what works. But you know, niching down and having that ideal client and being really specific helps so much when I'm trying to put content together, say for myself or social media and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I tell my clients as well them to have an ideal guest i get right into their head and it's mm. the the post content comes out so much easier because yeah. you've already done the hard work of who they are whether yeah. you know if you're i think you know if you're too much of a generalist it's like okay well
0: what do i write about what do i tell people about you know what's that too want? much I, yeah so exactly. much. and especially in the industry you're in from a graphic design and social media and marketing a website like literally where do you start you know and that's the problem that's a beauty but it's a curse when creating content because you literally sit there and go what the hell can I talk about today whereas yeah. I think and also not even what's lovely about niching as well for you is that you have all this experience and maybe content that you can then just put a new slant on you know you can then just take an existing you know for those of you who sat who listening and thinking about whether you should niche or not you know if you've got existing blogs existing content existing social media posts then just take that post and put it to your niche as in you know you might talk about why so you know Instagram's good for business but then you just change it to why Instagram is good for a holiday rental or a you know and and just tweak all your answers to match that thing so I think Although it's scary and it's it's hard for me to be like, it's a great idea because I don't do it, <laughs> you know. So it's hard and it's definitely not maybe I'm too scared. Maybe that's the thing. I don't want to and like so I love all my audience and I'd hate
1: for them to be but like it, Yeah, you know, but I'm, it doesn't mean that you can't work with other people. I still I still do yeah. the odd personal branding website and things like that. You can still make contacts with people, and if you want to work with them, you do. Yeah. But this just makes it easier for me to have an audience. Yeah. Um, I have a place um, where I can, you know, share my expertise. And I'm not sort of just saying it out to the wind. I have a specific person in mind. And if it reaches their ears, then that's brilliant.
0: Perfect. Do you know what? That is such a great place to to draw this to close. Because that what you just said there was so eloquent and well said that like you said you know you you've got someone to direct this at and you're not just shouting at the world going go on Instagram it's (laughs) as so many people do um but yeah it's wonderful so Jen thank you so very much for coming on it's been great to have you on and chat about this where can people find you if they want to come and find out a bit more from you
1: well I have a free Facebook group um you're welcome to join it is called marketing hub for holiday rentals and it's a great place to get into into my life and into my my audience you can look me up on
0: Facebook or Instagram as well um but you'll find me mostly in our uh, Facebook group brilliant and we will make sure we link up to all that Jen thank you so much for joining me today it's been really good fun thanks Risa okay that was the of Jen do please go and check her out And check out all her things, especially if you're in that industry. I know, actually, I have quite a few people who follow me in the academy who are in that industry as well, which is interesting. Maybe I should niche into it. Um, I'm joking. I won't niche. Okay. (laughs) Right. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I will see you next Monday for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out teresaheathwearing.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.